Blog Talk Radio. It's that time again. Time for some real talk about real issues to enhance your real life. Whatever you think, whatever you know, whatever you feel, Tanya doesn't mind talking about it. Get ready for some talk that is always rated to R. Because talk with Tanya has got to be relevant. Talk with Tanya has got to be refreshing. But most importantly, talk with Tanya has got to be real. Tune in right now for real talk with Tanya. Absolutely, positively ecstatic to be with you tonight on Real Talk with Tanya White. We'd like to thank everyone who is logging on in the chat room and those who are coming and those who are uh, calling in live. Tonight's show is going to be fantastic, but before I get to that, I want to say apologies for last week's show. Blog Talk had some major technical difficulties, and so we're going to finish that show next Tuesday. Uh, Are You Crazy in Love? And we're going to have Dr. Tart. Lothario is going to be back, Maestro Jay. And we're going to finish that segment. Toy Ward was able to give us some phenomenal information. Um, and so she will not be back with us. But listen to the first hour of those archives by visiting Blog Talk uh, Radio backslash Real Talk with Tanya White. And then we'll do part two this Tuesday, beginning at a special time of 7 p.m. But I'd like to say thank you to all of our Blog Talk friends and our growing network of uh, friends uh, for Real Talk with Tanya White. We are up to 1,236 friends, and we want to say wow. Um, just a, a few shout-outs to our new friends, Pastor Variant, uh, Tanisha Marshall, Evelyn Prather, Brother Knight, and a grant, a higher love. And we want to say hello to some of our familiar friends out there, such as High Five Mommy, Distinct Ladies, TZ Ministries, who will be on the show next Thursday as we talk about life after a painful divorce, um, the Quartet Hour, Mr. Jermaine, Spike Spielberg, who has a phenomenal show uh, dealing with movies, motivations, and more. Check him out every night on Blog Talk Radio at 9 p.m. Eastern. Miss Curvy Queen, one of our faithful listeners who also won our $250 life coaching package from one of our uh, diamond sponsors, Miss Cheryl and Vaughn. And, of course, JFJ Live, Mr. TC, who makes me sound like a star in the beginning of every show with that phenomenal intro that he did. So hello and uh, thank you and much love to all of our friends we like to say thank you for everyone who continues to send fantastic feedback about our show and tuning in. And even in the midst of all the, the few technical difficulties, you still enjoy it. You still encourage us. And we want to say we are humbled and we are honored to receive such great feedback. Again, last week's show, Are You Crazy in Love, is going to re-air, I mean, be rescheduled for this Tuesday. February 24th, beginning at 7 p.m., and so tell all of your uh, email friends, Facebook friends, Twitter friends uh, to check that show out Tuesday, and tell them right now to tune in to Real Talk with Tanya White as we will be discussing healthy dating, becoming engaged, 
and building magnificent marriages. Uh, we have we always heard the old cliche, something old, something new. We wanted something borrowed and something blue. But sometimes are we need to ask ourselves, are we really ready to go to that chapel of love, to stand before God, our friends, and the ministers, and commit a lifelong, um, make a lifelong commitment to someone that we say we love. It's a very serious step. A lot of us are taking it haphazardly because the divorce rate is so high. We need to make wiser decisions. So we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to ask ourselves, do you really know how to become truly engaged before you become engaged? Why do you really want to get married? We're going to contemplate those questions and all the questions you have about healthy dating, building a magnificent marriage. Is there such a thing? Because society has made it so that um, sometimes we think marriage has to be hard or it's a life sentence on death row, but marriage is supposed to be fun, fulfilling, and you are supposed to uh, be satisfied in your marriage. That is how God created it. And so we're going to be talking to some fantastic guests tonight, and our first guest is on the line, Cheryl Thomas. But before we get to her, uh, we also have Miss Christine Pimbleton, uh who is the founder and the show host of Christian Wives Club. We also got uh, Miss Cece Michaela, who I had the honor of being uh, on a panel with last Thursday. Uh, you may remember her from the hit TV show Girlfriends. She was Yvonne. She was also in the movie Hair Show and a few other projects. But she has uh, two phenomenal ministries right now, uh, one God's Girl Network and her newest one project, Marriage. Uh, she's going to come on and talk about that. Then we have author Benny Cross who is the author of Married, Being Married and Loving It. And so I'm excited to uh, uh, hear about his book and his philosophy about being married and absolutely loving the married life. And then, of course, we have Blog Talk's own power couple, as I call them, Mr. Shelby and British Hill, for our Much Love Moment. The show is going to be power-packed. And fantastic, and we would love, love, love to hear from you. So if you want to uh, call in at 347-215-6446, and if you have something to comment about, please press 1, or we will wait until we come uh, to the point where we're taking calls. Uh, if you don't, just and I click your own, just say, Tanya, I'm just listening. But please don't hang up. Sit back and enjoy. If you want to uh, put a question in chat, we will try to get to those two as well. Uh, we like to say hello to Miss Smooth Jazz Lounge for joining us. Um, and all the guests in the chat that are logging on, thank you so much. Um, so we're going to take a little break uh, for a commercial. And then we're going to come back and have this phenomenal woman, uh, Cheryl Thomas, whose book I absolutely love. We're going to chat with her uh, and see how we can become engaged before we actually become engaged. We'll be back in about two minutes. May I have your attention, please? Do not attempt to adjust the radio. 
Stay tuned as we bring you this brief announcement. Greetings, family. This is TC and JMJ Live Talk Radio. Stopping by let you know about our broadcast. You don't know what to expect on JMJ Live Talk Radio. We do interviews. We just added Mega Mondays. Also, living a single life and much, much more. You can join us at any time by logging on to www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. Once again, that's www.jfjlivetalkradio.com. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you need more information, please contact this number, 216-539-0630. Again, that's 216 216- 539-0630. Let's unify and take radio to the next level. God bless you. Man, I've been trying to call her all day. Where's she at? This is the fifth Christmas that he promised that we were going to spend together. And here I am alone. He told me he was going out of town this weekend. But he never wants to tell me where he's going. Funny, he always has to know where I'm going. Uh, it's the holiday once again, and I'm trying to call her. She's not answering her phone. I wonder where she could be. Hmm. Let me go see. I am sick and tired of this. I am worth more than that. Author Tanya White reveals the secrets to having healthy, productive, and long-lasting relationships in her new book, Relationship Reruns. How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship. Being trapped in a relationship rerun is extremely frustrating and emotionally draining. If you find yourself in an irritating cycle of unwanted, unsatisfying, and unhealthy relationship patterns year after year, then this book is sure to break the chains that keep you bound to having the wrong people in your life. The brand new book, Relationship Reruns, How to Break the Cycle of Choosing the Wrong People for the Right Relationship, and also how to deal with a difficult woman is now available by logging on to www.tanyawhite.com. Once again, that's www.tanyawhite.com. Pick up your copy today. today. And we are back. Thank you for joining us tonight. We're talking about healthy dating, becoming engaged, and building magnificent marriages. Our first guest is on the line, and I'm excited to have her. She is the author of the great book that I have the pleasure of reading, Becoming Engaged, Finding the Courage to Be Me. I hope I wrote that down right. But her name is Cheryl Thomas, and she is in Dallas. She's an elder at the Potter's House, and she has a phenomenal website, uh, www.becomingengaged.com which she's going to talk about and talk about her book. So we'd like to welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, Ms. Cheryl Thomas. Hello, Cheryl. Hello, and thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for agreeing to come. I love your book. We're going to get into it. But before we get into it, I always ask our guests to tell us who they are in your own words. Uh, who am I in my own words? Yeah. Uh, I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am originally from Florida. I've been in Texas for about 12 years now. Um, I'm an elder, as you mentioned, at the Potter's House. I'm a speaker, I'm a writer, and I'm a writing consultant. That's who I am in a nutshell. In a nutshell. And I could tell by your book you are a writer, and you pay attention to details. I'm one who does that also. 
So I love from the cover to the layout to even the wording. So her book is great. Uh, you can get it, and we're going to tell you where to get it at. But tell us your uh, what uh, motivated you to write Becoming Engaged, Finding the Courage to Be Me. Well, it was a motivation directly from the Lord. Um, about six or seven years ago, the Lord told me I wasn't living. And I didn't really understand what he was saying because I was a Christian. I was saved, mm-hmm. you know, and I was saved. I'm thinking, well, what do you mean, Lord, I'm not living? And he took me to the scripture, John 10 and 10, and he, where he says, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And so he told me that Christians weren't accessing the full life that he came to give. And so I went on a journey to learn how to live life abundantly. And what I found was I didn't know myself well enough to know what I liked, what made me feel good, what fed me, what motivated me. So I learned that I didn't know myself. Here I was, I was in my 30s at the time, and I had lived 30-some odd years, but I didn't know myself. And so I went on a journey to find out who I was, and it took me straight to the Word of God. And so God taught me through writing this book and through my experiences, what it means to have the courage to be who God created you to be, not who other people think you are, not even who you sometimes think you are yourself, but how to walk out the word and believe God's estimation of me in every day of my life. Wow, that is so true. I I went through that also, and it's something about those 30s, you have that aha moment, because that's exactly what happened to me. I, I realized that I was not living, I was not uh, I was just existing, and I was going around in those circles and cycles. But uh, I'm so glad that I awakened and had yes. a great awakening in my life. Um, your book is so, uh, it's an easy read, and I love that. Uh, but it's broken down into three very uh, strategic kind of sections. Uh, you have the ringmaster, uh, the engagement ring, and the rule of engagement. So how did you come up with that concept? concept and uh, for this book? Well, I wanted it to be an easy read. I want it to be so that anyone that could pick up this book would be able to traverse through it. Um, I'm a reader myself because I'm a writer, and so I know some people are intimidated when they see very large books. They're thinking, I can't read 300 pages worth of you know, writing, or the, the writing is so technical or it's, it's so verbose that people can't cut through it. Right. So I wanted to write something that was easy to read, that people that don't normally, quote, unquote, read books or call themselves readers, that they could actually go through this book and pull out truths for themselves. So the first thing I did was I created what I call ringmasters, and I can't say really that I created them because they're scriptures. Mm-hmm. And they're scriptures that tie you to a concept in the book. So if I'm talking about loving who you are, I tell you what God says in his word about who you are. Mm-hmm. So I, I sprinkled throughout the book because it is biblically based and its foundation, excuse me, its foundation is the word of God. So I sprinkled scriptures throughout the book so that you won't be listening to my thoughts, my ideologies, or my concepts. This is the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's how I formulated. And I also did what I call engagement rings. Yes. And engagement rings are in there because they pull you toward action. Um, I'm a dreamer myself. Mm-hmm. So I get caught up for hours on hours just dreaming. But then the Lord will have to wake me up out of my dream and say, okay, now do it. Yes. So I put ringmasters in there, not, excuse me, not ringmasters, but engagement rings in there because I wanted people to stop 
dreaming, stop thinking about what you can do and put action behind it because the word says faith without works is dead. Yes. So if we don't put works behind it, if we don't put actions to our dreams, then they'll never come to pass. So I threw out engagement rings. Even when you think about marriage, when a man gives you a ring, he's saying, I'm putting actions to my word. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm putting a ring on it. Yes, it's yes, what Beyonce said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she can. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do that in my own life. Instead of sitting and saying, you know, who I am and what I'm going to be, I'm going to put a ring on it. I'm going to actually put actions behind what I believe God has called me to do. And the last thing I did was I put in what I call rules of engagement. Mm-hmm. These are things to make you think to make you look back on life. So if you've, um, it's been five years ago that you said that you wanted to start a business, I want you to think about why you haven't done it yet. What are the roadblocks hindering you from doing what God has placed in your heart to do? So I, I sprinkled those things throughout the book. So it's almost not just a good read, but it's something that puts you in action so that it can propel you towards your destiny. Yes, and that is everything that I'm about, the the topic, the motto for this show is to change your no I can't attitude into yes I can't action Uh, because like you said so many of us dream and we write the plan out and we hang it up and look at it and dream some more without doing anything and so uh, that is that's what my passion is my mission is to push people forward and say yes you can do this and everything and um, yeah and not sit on just the thought and the visions of God but move in them. That's where your true test of faith comes. Yes. Right. All right. And and why, you said to, the courage to be me, because why is that so important when when you're trying to be uh, become engaged in life, trying to reach those uh, the goals of God? Why do you have to have that courage to be yourself? It takes courage to be who you are. It takes courage to stand out from the crowd. It's so easy just to to mold yourself into what society, even what family and friends think you should be, you know, to, to, you know, keep up with the status quo. But if you're going to stand out and be who God's called you to be, that takes a a tremendous amount of courage because then you have to deal with critics, with people that say that, you know, we should all be the same. But God created us uniquely, divinely individuals, and if we don't, walk in our individuality, we rob God of his gift. Yes. He gave each and every one of us a specific gift. My gift is not like yours, although there may be some similarities. There are people that you can reach that I can't reach. There are people that I can reach that someone else can't reach. And if I am so busy trying to be somebody else, then I'm missing that group of people that God called me to reach. Mm-hmm. So I have the courage to maybe not be liked sometimes, to maybe misunderstood, but to know that I'm walking in my purpose, to know that I'm walking in my calling, and I'm doing exactly what God has called me to do, I have to have courage to stand out because that's what God is calling us to do, to stand out. And so that people that are not Christians or people that are Christians that need encouragement in their walk, they can see us and that they can follow us as we follow Christ. Exactly. And I know I taught Christian singles for many of years, and um, and that was a very uh, the issue of stepping away, uh, really discovering who you are. And sometimes I know some people uh, try to camouflage uh, marriage into making them, okay, now I'm whole, I'm this person. But you really actually have to become and be who God created you to be before he joins you with who he wants to join you with. 
in my opinion, because then you're whole and then you want, uh, you'll be doing uh, individually and collectively trying to fulfill God's destiny. Uh, so it's right. very important to become, uh, as I call it, become engaged before you become engaged. Yes. Yeah. Okay, let's get to this book. If you just joined us, we are talking to Cheryl Thomas, author of Becoming Engaged. And you also have a website, becomingengaged.com. You want to talk about that a little bit, Cheryl? Yeah, I um I built the website, or actually I didn't build the website, but I had the website built because I wanted to offer people a tool aside from the book to be able to go to um, for encouragement. Um, even as I have in the book engagement rings, I have some on the website as well that we change interactively so that I can put inspiration that God gives to me to people on the web because there are different mediums of communication, and I'm trying to capture all of them. Yes. so that I can um, reach every audience because some people that may not read the book, they're going to go to the website. Exactly. So God's given us a beautiful um, tool of the Internet to reach people. So I use that um, to reach people through encouragement. It's also a place where you can purchase the book mm-hmm. on the web. And also um, I do an e-newsletter once a month or sometimes a little more where you can sign up for that on the web as well. So it's just another avenue um, that we use to reach God's people, to offer hope, to offer encouragement, to offer tips, to offer tools for people to live an abundant life. Yes. And you also have a beautiful MySpace page also uh, that people can go to. Uh, I'm I'm a much, very much the visual person, so... People capture me with their their visuals and everything. So I love both of your websites. But before we go into this wonderful book, Cheryl, we have a couple of people on the line. We want to make sure that they don't have a question. We have a a caller from the North Carolina area, 704. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White, 704. Do you have a question or a comment? What's going on, Miss Tanya White? Hello, Spikes. Spielberg. Yes, ma'am. I was just listening, just calling in and listening to see what was going on. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I think it's a very interesting uh, um, subject matter. So, yeah. I mean, I just want to, you know, I, I'll hit the button. I'll raise my hand. Okay. If I have a question. I want to. I want to listen a little bit more All so right. that I can formulate a little something. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because some people don't punch the button. But I'm going to mute you out and continue to listen, Mr. Spike. All right, let's see. Um, 513, area code. Cheryl. Uh, hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hi, Tanya, how are you? Hello, Greg Stallworth, how are you? Some of my favorite listeners. Good. Yes, listen uh, weekly. Um, first thing, I want to congratulate Cheryl on her book, uh, Becoming Engaged and uh, I love her conversation about the issue of engaged engagement, and um, just wanted to find out. Maybe I missed out. I kind of came in a little late. Um, how Cheryl, you came about in writing such a powerful book, and and um, at what median, uh, I guess, age group that you were trying when you first wrote this book that you were trying to really engage? And I love your spirituality in this, mm-hmm. so. I'll stop here and just want to hear what led you for to write this book and and who were you really trying to reach both spiritually and, and from an age uh, 
perspective? Okay, um, from an age perspective, I'm I'm targeting people between the ages of 25 and 55. And I know that's a, a large span, but we have a lot of singles in that age range. And then I was targeting married people in that age range, too, because just because you're married doesn't mean that you're engaged in life. I've met a lot of married people that are not engaged in life. And so I was targeting that age range because I have a burden for Christians who don't live. You know, they go to work, they go to church, and they go home, but they don't live life. God has placed us on this beautiful earth, and we don't take advantage of it. We don't even see it. We don't even appreciate it for the most part. So I wanted to target people, and I wanted to challenge Christians to love life, to thank God for life, and to live it to the full. Okay. Okay. And, and, and Tanya, this is my closing. Uh, what a powerful show and what shows you had in the past. And I will definitely be listening. And, Cheryl, before you leave, also make sure we get your website again because definitely want to encourage people, along with myself, to purchase your book. It sounds like it's a, not only an easy read but a very spiritual and understanding read. Well, it is fantastic. Personally, I love it, and it is an easy read, and it deals with practical and spiritual truth. So, yes, we will give that contact information out, Greg, and thank you so much for your loyal listenership. And thank you. All right, I'm going to mute you out, continue to listen, okay? Okay. Okay, thanks. All right, Cheryl, let's get into this book. I love all the chapters, but I pulled out a few that I really want you to expound on. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about becoming engaged, not to a person, but in life. Um, And we're talking to Cheryl Thomas. She is uh, of Dallas, Texas, and the author of this fantastic book, Becoming Engaged, Finding the Courage to Be Me. Um, Chapter 4, Cheryl, Mirror Image. Can you talk about that chapter? I I wrote that chapter, Mirror Image, because, I really wanted people to stop looking for affirmation from other people. Yes. I wanted us to use as our only mirror the word of God and what he says about us so that we're not tossed to and fro when someone likes us today and they don't like us tomorrow. They feel good about us today, but they don't feel good about us tomorrow because it, 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 it makes you almost schizophrenic if you try to live off the fickleness of people mm-hmm. but not foundation and the stability of God. Yes. So I want to write mirror image so that people can stop looking for your affirmation from other people, but they can only find their security in God because his opinion of me never changes. Whether I do good or bad, he always loves me. He's always stable in his affirmation for me. So his love will never change. And so that's the only love that's stable on the face of the earth is the love of the Lord, affirmation of the Lord. And so I want to use God's word as a mirror when we're trying to find out who we are. Mm-hmm. His word tells us who we are. He says that we are fearfully and we are wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. You know, tells us that we're the apple of his eye, you know, and he, he died for us. So he's given us love beyond love, love beyond measure. So we don't take our affirmation or our, our foundation in what other people think, only what God feels about us. It's what I call God esteem. Because the world is hooked on self-esteem, but yeah. even my opinion of myself changes. Exactly. To use my opinion of myself, I want only God's opinion of me to matter. Yes. You're so true because one day I'm up, one day I'm down, 
Um, yes. One day I love myself. One day I'm like, what is going on? So you have to have a have to go back to how God sees you, and that is one of my favorite scriptures. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, and so you, when you hold on to that as the foundation of how you live, you're going to live that abundant life uh, that you talk about and that God talks about in His Word. Yes, have that mirror image of the way God sees you. Chapter 7, I love, this is my theme, shine in 09. So how can you be captivated by the light so that you can shine and start uh, doing what God wants you to do, Cheryl? When I wrote Captivated by the Light, I wanted people to be captivated by the fact that God chose you. Mm-hmm. That out of all the people in the world, he selected you and gave you a certain set of gifts and a certain set of talents. And that alone should captivate you that the God of the universe thinks so much about you that he would gift you. That he would yeah. think so much about you that he would give you the gift of his anointing. That he would pull you out. And that he's placed something in you that the world needs. And so we are so captivated by the gift that he's placed in us, the anointing that he's placed in us, that it drives us to fulfill purpose. And that's what the light does. It draws you. Whenever you see a light, especially if you're in darkness and you see a light, it draws you. That's what you follow. You follow the light. And the light of God is his anointing that's in us, the gift of God that's in us. And so we should be captivated, almost mesmerized. Yes. His gift in us. And so I want to be so enthralled and so taken by God's selection of them that they do everything to fulfill it and to bring it to pass. Yes. Yes, and I love I love the scripture, but I also love music. And Earth, Wind, and Fire said, you're a shining star no matter who you are. And so when yes. you realize that and live that way, then you're going to have, you're going to exude that light that you're talking about. And when you talked about people are going to be drawn to you, they're going to be drawn not to you but to the light that's in you. And so I am a very much a supporter of really letting that light so shine within you, as the word says, so that men can see God. All right. Uh, chapter 9, Finding Contentment in Him, kind of goes with what you just talked about, right? Yes. Okay. Uh Okay, what's your favorite chapter of the book, Cheryl? Um, one of my favorite chapters, and and it's one that I try to daily live out, and mm-hmm. it's now. Yeah. Because I, I I tell um readers in the book that I can be almost categorized as three people. Mm-hmm. I am an intricate planner. Yeah. I plan down to the T. Because I'm I can so see that in your book, because uh, a spirit knows a spirit, and that's exactly what I am. I was like, okay, she planned it. She didn't rush it. <laughs> oh, to the T. I mean, I can I can map out five year plans. Me I'll too, sure. <laughs> and so I'm just like, you know, just ready. Okay, in ten years, such and such and such will happen. So I'm such a planner, and I'm and I'm a dreamer on top of that. So I'm either planning and dreaming all the time, and it's about the future, and I'm trying to you know, map out and strategize how I'm going to do this or how I'm going to do that. But then behind all of that, I am such an analytical person. Yes. So I can pick just about anything apart. And yes. so if I'm not planning or strategizing or dreaming about a future, I can often be, you know, analyzing and picking apart my past. And, you know, if I hadn't done that, then this wouldn't happen, or maybe I should have done this and maybe this would not have happened. Mm-hmm. But Sometimes I'm so caught up in my past or in my future that I'm not living in the moment. Yes. 
So here it is. It's today. You know, today is the only gift that I have. Yesterday is gone, and I'm not even promised tomorrow. Yes. But I am robbing myself of today. Yes. I am robbing myself of the beauty that God has placed on this earth today, the people he'll bring in my path today, mm-hmm. the experiences he'll allow me to, to encounter today. And so the thing that drives me is learning how to live today, mm-hmm. learning how to exist in this very moment and to soak it all in and to make sure that I extract everything I can from every moment because I'm never going to see it again. Yes. And so that's one of the most powerful um, chapters to me because it's something that I strive to do every day is how to relax yes. and enjoy the moment. You've got to. When you do all that planning, you have to be intentional about relaxing. Uh, so like you said, you won't go overboard. Um, right. And just just do I know I had to make it a point for me to relax. This is my time to relax. Don't do anything else. And like you said, just enjoy the nowness. And so, Cheryl, we've come to the end of the rainbow, but this has been phenomenal. Uh, and we're going to definitely have you back uh, just to talk a little bit more about uh, what you're doing in your book. But I want you to, uh, first of all, give out your contact information in case somebody wants to. Uh, do you do speaking engagements, singles conferences, or anything like that? Yes, I am. I'm open for um, speaking engagements. I also do singles conferences. I do seminars, workshops, and all of that you can find it as a contact on my website, which is www.becomingengaged.com, or you can email me at Cheryl at becomingengaged.com, and I'd love to speak to you. Yes, and get her book which you can get at her website. You can also get on Amazon, correct? Yes. Amazon.com. And if you're on a a Real Talk with Tanya White blog uh, talk page, you can click her book and go directly to Amazon. Cheryl, leave us with some final thoughts about becoming engaged, people who uh, really want companionship but really haven't found themselves yet, how important it is for them to take that necessary time to do that so they can eventually what we're going to talk about in the third segment, have a magnificent marriage. Well, I think that this is, uh, singleness is a season, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity for those who want to be married to become healthy enough to be married. Mm-hmm. Because I think you have to be healthy to be married. It's, it's no use in one healthy person coming to a marriage. Both the male and the female have to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say healthy, being healthy spiritually, healthy emotionally, healthy financially, healthy psychologically, healthy medically, and healthy civically. In every area, in every facet of your life, you want that for the person that's coming into your life. You want to marry somebody that has health holistically in every area of their life. So if you have trauma that you've had, ask God for healing so that when you go into marriage, you can offer yourself as a healed individual to them, and then that's the prayer that you can pray for God to send you someone that's healed, whole, sound, stable, because only if you have that can you build a magnificent marriage. Mm -hmm. A magnificent marriage starts with two healthy single individuals. Yes. Yes, because the life itself is going to be difficult, and so when uh, when you are whole and you're not dealing with some issues before you get married, uh, then you're going to be able to press through together and not end up as one of the almost 70% of 
of the people who are uh, going to divorce court. But, Cheryl, you have been fantastic. Like I said, I love your book. I will probably read it again a couple of times this year. And if you uh if you're out there, please get Cheryl's book. It is very much an easy read, it's truthful, and I love the layout. But Cheryl, you've been terrific. I will follow up with you later on tonight and try to get back on your schedule. Okay, well thank you so much for inviting me. I've had a wonderful time. I appreciate you. Okay, you have a fantastic weekend, Cheryl. Thank you too. Thank bye bye. If you just joined us, we are talking about becoming engaged. Healthy Dating, and we just uh, talked to Cheryl Thomas, the author of Becoming Engaged, Finding the Courage to Be Me. You can visit her at www.becomingengaged.com to pick up her book, sign up for her newsletter, and uh, see all the fantastic things that she is doing. We have our next guest on the line, um, but before we go there, we are going to take a break One thing Cheryl said, you have to find the courage to be you. And so that takes a little time to discover who you are and learning to love yourself as God loves you. So we're going to take a little music break and have Miss Julia Royston, one of Louisville's finest and fabulous people from my city, talk to us and sing to us about loving ourselves. That man's mighty fine, but I don't know at what price you want to pay. It all depends. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But one thing about it is, no matter what, you always have to think, Lord, I love you, and then I got to love myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because some things, when you love yourself for real, you just won't put up with. Amen? All right. I'll let that simmer and sink in later on. If you want a copy of it, just let me know, you know. <laughs> In love with yourself Come on, just say it to yourself I love myself I love myself And that's good, that's fine to love yourself You 
some people you call your friends. And if you needed 50 cents on them, you couldn't depend. They're here today, and they may be gone today. You're alone, but that's okay. You're a friend, and the best friend to yourself. That was then, this is now. The future's bright, I'm on my way. I'm standing tall, head up high. I'm in love starting today. Cause I'm in love, and I'm in love with myself. You're not in love until you love yourself. You can't love until you If you really love, if you really love, if you love yourself, you can't love a man, you can't love a friend, you can't love your mama till you love yourself. You can't love a child, you can't love a job, you can't love nobody else till you love yourself. Love Yourself. She is from the city of Louisville. Uh, that is from her newest CD, um, a New Season in Word and Song. If you just joined us, Real Talk with Tanya White is talking about becoming engaged and building magnificent marriages. We just got through talking to Cheryl Thomas, the author of Becoming Engaged, Finding the Courage to Be Me. And that was the uh, one point she made. You have to know who you are and uh, love yourself the way God loves you. Next up, we have Miss Christine Pimbleton. She is the founder and uh, of Christian Wives Club, and she has a wonderful show on Sunday nights at 9 p.m., I believe. She's going to tell us the correct information, uh, entitled The Christian Wives Club. We're going to click her on, and we're also looking to, uh, for our second, also a second guest on here, uh, C.C. Michaela. You may remember her from the hit TV show Girlfriends, but she is doing a phenomenal uh, ministry with God's Girl Network, and also she started a new ministry, Project Marriage. So we're talking about marriages right now. So let me click Christine on. Christine? Yes. Hello, Christine. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am fantabulous, Christine, just fantabulous. 
I am so excited to have you on the show once again. I'm glad to be here. I'm so excited about yeah. the whole month and all these different shows. I can't wait to record them all on my CD and listen to them in the car. Wow. Well, thank you. We're going to see if this is Cece Michaela. Hold on, Christine. Hello. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hello, this is Cece Michaela. Hello, Miss Cece. How are you? I'm doing good. All is well. All is well. We have Christine on the line, and we have Cece, all the C's on the line, and we're going to talk Christian marriage today, right now. Um, anybody want to just tell who they are in their own words? I love to ask people that. Christine, let's start with you. Who are you in your own words? That's a good question. <laughs> yes. I am um, so many different things. I'm a sister of the king, very proud of that. I'm married. I'm a queen in my husband's kingdom. Mm-hmm. He's been married for three years. We have a wonderful daughter, two years old. And I'm also um, the president of a company called Josephine Communications. And Josephine Communications is a faith-based media uh, company. We do um, faith-based media outlets. And so Christian Wives Club is one of those faith-based outlets. Um, and I just, I love sharing about wives, I love sharing about marriage, and I'm excited to connect with anybody that's doing anything positive towards healthy Christian marriages because we need it, not just because people are getting divorced, but we just need it, period, so. Yes, yes, we do need that, and Miss C.C. Michaela, who are you (laughs) in your own words? Oh, goodness, um, I think most people may know me as an actress from television. I used to play Yvonne from a show called Girlfriends. And then, of course, recently, over the last several years, I've kind of gone full force with uh, being the founder of God's Girl Network, which is a a nonprofit organization that promotes the abstinence from premarital sex, drugs, and alcohol for young girls, and especially abstinence until marriage. And so I really push abstinence, but then I also, um, you know, push the idea and how beautiful and how right it is um, for for the whole, uh, uh, you know, idea of marriage. So that's uh, that's what I do. I'm surrounded by a bunch of ladies and women and inspiring them, and they inspire me. I teach them. They teach me things. Um, so I'm motivational speak all over the United States, and um, just really, really excited um, to be used of God and to be chosen by Him. I'm, I'm completely humbled and honored, um, and just so excited to be here with you today <laughs> discussing this topic. <laughs> we are excited to have both of you all because marriage is a very sacred thing, um, and we need to learn how to have healthy marriage, especially as Christians. And you brought up the sex thing, Cece, so we're going to start with sex, okay? Why? Why always got to be sex? No, I'm just kidding. Because that's, that's where our society is. And if you're a Christian, you, know, you, you go, have, Tanya. I'm just kidding. Look, I'm, it's real talk with Tanya no, White. Right. So we're going to talk real stuff. Oh, absolutely. You know our lives. Uh, and, Christine, yes, I want both of y'all to talk about this because, Christine, you, you're part of the Christian Wives. Uh, you're founder of that. And that. Sex is like the forbidden fruit. We always think yeah. about we can't do it, and it drives our motivation when it comes to Christian healthy dating. What, is it possible to have a, a relationship that leads to marriage and be uh, abstain from sex? Is it possible? I know it is, but Absolutely when possible. you get in a relationship, we tend to forget all that. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, people... Because I was, I was celibate for a number of years, I think uh, 10 years celibate, 
and, you know, I was really proud, and I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm celebrating. I wasn't really dating anybody I really liked. Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I met Bob and dating, that's when the, the, t- the test came. It came when I was in love with um, him and I was looking forward to marriage and everything like that. But it's absolutely doable if your standards are, you know, I want to I wanna not only do what's right, but I, I want to make sure I'm marrying the right person. I want to marry somebody just because I'm yoked to them in my body. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I'm doing what my what's right my body, my spirit, and my soul. So, I, I absolutely absolutely it's doable if you if you make your mind to do it and you don't. Um, people make excuses, and I think that's why they fall into all kinds of different types, not just sex, but just all kinds of different things. We make excuses and we say, well, it's okay, or I fell, you know. And and God does forgive you, but you know, it, if you want to do it, definitely there. His power is there to help you. And I, I'm sure Shisi can talk more about that. That's her specialty. Dang, that's got to be a specialty. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, what's up with that? It's a lifestyle. It's a beautiful lifestyle. It can definitely be done because I'm living it. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. May will be nine years, mm-hmm. and um, although yes, I mean I go up and down, and it's it, it's emotional. But you know the bottom line is it's a decision that I made. It's a vow that I made to God, and I mean part of it is just being a disciplined person. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I talk to people, and you know they're like, "How do you do it?" I says, "Well, have you ever made a pact or a vow to do anything in your life?" Mm-hmm. That's why I think abstinence is so awesome because. I believe there is, you know, you have to be Mm marriage-minded. And one thing about marriage is it's a huge vow before God. So I'm very concerned about people. I'm very concerned about people who have never made a vow, period. Mm -hmm. Period. Mm -hmm. Don't, don't, Don't be surprised at adultery. Don't be surprised that it didn't make it. You couldn't even, you couldn't do anything for yourself. You couldn't even make a vow to yourself before you got married. What do you mean? I can't believe I'm so devastated. It's three years and we're falling out of our marriage. You never promised anything to yourself before you even married him. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to know that I take vows seriously. And it doesn't take a man in my life or a husband for me to begin to make major sacrifices. Marriage is sacrifice. Do you hear me? My goodness. So you got to start now. And that's the problem. That is why the divorce rate is so high. You get together and it's like, oh, Lord. Oh, mm-hmm. girl, this is, honey, this is hard. But you know what? Mm-hmm. So is abstinence. But, honey, that hard thing, I got that. I got mm-hmm. that down. All you right. want to know what's hard? No, having a man every night? No, mm-hmm. that's not hard. Let me tell you what's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling it and wanting it and being a woman, this and that. And, and, you, and you don't have one and you still don't choose you know, yeah. to do that. And that's what's called sacrifice. It's not that I like being abstinent. It's not that I'm special or, oh, you must not like me. Girl, please. But, you love me. But, I'm telling you. Girl, I tell girl, people that. Shoot, shoot, I love, I love You know we could go on that all night. <laughs> but, the, but, you know, the, the thing of it is, is I'm so excited. My goodness, if I cannot have sex, you know, even when my, you know, my boyfriend or whatever, my special one comes and, 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 and we still decide, you know what? No, we're going to honor God all the way up to the doorstep of our marriage. We are not because once that deed is done and, and we make that vow, my, it's legal. I can have mm-hmm. sex with you any time for the rest of my life. What is one or two years? Yeah. Just, you know, to give God my last six months, one year, whatever. My God, the wedding gown is hanging up in the closet. The ring is on your finger. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come, you know, I mean, come on. That's the least. 
Like God says in the Bible, you're reasonable service. It's reasonable. He's not trying to ask for unreasonable things. And I just think, you know, that's what it's all about. And so I'm excited that I can make such a huge – I'm excited my husband's going to be like, my God, you know what, she is so (laughs) commitment. Like she's she's very sacrificial. I mean, you don't even have to worry about Cece because she's done some things before I even met her that lets me know. She is serious, and she's very committed even to herself, let alone our marriage. But just there's just certain things she didn't do when she was alone, let alone once I, you know, yoke up with her. I can trust. I can leave her for two weeks. You know, hey, you know, she knows me. You know, I'm abstinent and whatnot. And that's just something that, that we just are not, you know, weak in because we disciplined ourselves before. And marriage is discipline and sacrifice and constantly laying yourself down yes. and your desires down for the other person. So right now I do that all alone, and I offer up my body to God, and I say, you know what, God, it's yours, and it is a, it's a very sacrificial life. But that's all that marriage is anyway. Exactly. <laughs> now, Christine, you, you deal with a lot of newlyweds, correct? Yeah. On your Christianized yeah. club. What, what, what are some uh, basic issues? Because everybody says the first 12 to 18 months of marriage is difficult. And I, I, yes. I do understand that. But some of the difficulty comes in, in my opinion, because I get a, a lot of uh, after the fact, <laughs> people want me to counsel them. Uh, after the fact, um, mm-hmm. some of them were uh, choices that they failed to make before they stepped into that humongous responsibility of sacrifice called marriage. Uh, so what yeah. what are some issues that, you know, that that are preventable so you don't wind up? Because marriage is it's going to be a struggle, adjustment period as well. So what are some of those issues? Well, like, for example, I have a website called readytobeawife.com, mm-hmm. and that's for single women uh, trying to get them in the mindset of being a wife before they get married. Mm-hmm. And I ran a poll um, asking them, what was, the, what was the thing that you did the most? Why, would, why did you want to get married? And most people said companionship. You can, ha- you can buy a dog and have companionship. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can have a best <laughs> friend and have companionship. Marriage is not about companionship. Marriage mm-hmm. is I have a purpose, mm-hmm. and I'm fulfilling that purpose by being married to you. When I'm married to you, I don't have to be the best and the worst of me because I get to be the best of me because you're the best of who you are. Mm-hmm. You come together. You're, you are being the best of who you are, and I get to help you do that. If you're not seeing marriage as a purpose, if you're just seeing it as somebody having somebody in your house, you are, you, you're not going to be married because the reason that people stay married is because that marriage is fulfilling a purpose in their life. The reason that I'm a wife is because I fulfill a purpose in my husband's life, and he fulfills a purpose in mine. I'm not sitting there complaining about him, murmuring about him, because every day he fulfills something in my life I would not have. without. I would not be doing Christian Wives. I wouldn't be doing Josephine Communications. I have done business in the past and have failed. The Mm -hmm. reason I am up and running right now is because my husband's there every day saying, baby, you can do it. Mm -hmm. And I respect his word enough that I'll go forward in God and do it. If, you, if you're not going in marriage knowing, okay, I'm a wife, and a lot of people don't know what a wife is. A lot of women have forgotten what a wife is, and, mm-hmm. and people are it's scarce, you know, really women that are being wives. So they're getting into marriage feeling they need to compete with their husband. Mm-hmm. And because they make more money than him, they need to compete with him. That's, that's, that's not the point. My, my purpose is to be a wife, and I can make money with you and still be a wife like it's in your house. You shouldn't feel like you are you uh you owe me rent and I I own the house and you owe me rent. 
the, you're the king of this kingdom. And that's why I say I'm a queen in my husband's kingdom. Yeah. I never want to feel that I need to compete with him to be who I am. I'm a queen. I don't need to fight with him to be royalty. I'm already royalty by exactly. myself. You understand and, what I'm saying? Yeah, that and goes so back to you, what Cheryl says about knowing, seeing, the way, seeing yourself the way God sees you. And when you do that, when you see the way yourself the way God sees you, you will understand your your mission and your assignment oh, in yeah. life. I believe marriage is an assignment, a divine assignment. And when you don't yes. when you don't know that, you'll just yoke up uh, with anybody. Uh, and I'm gonna ask this question later. But I want CC. You have a, a, a ministry called Project Marriage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything that Christine just says a lot about women don't know how to be wives. Yeah. And I believe. Men don't know how to be husbands anymore. Exactly. Absolutely. So talk about that. Yeah, you know, um, <clears throat> it's so funny. I always, uh, you know, I love the scripture. I think everybody does when they're in this position and that, that we're kind of, uh, that we're living right now is Proverbs 18.22 where it says that, uh, you know, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtaineth favor. However, I do wonder how many men are even looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, I mean, for real, I mean, I know they're looking for something. It just may not be a wife. <laughs> um, they, but a lot of them are looking for various things, um, and some of them are looking for a wife. And then that's very scary because every woman ain't a wife. Exactly. But every man, it says a man <laughs> who finds a wife, every man ain't a man either. Some of them are still boys doing childish things and making childish decisions. Um, so uh, it, it really is a it's a it's a mindset. There's got to be some training put into place. That's why I started. Project Marriage off of my website because it is a training process. It is time for preparation. It's 2009, um, and I love the Barack Obama. I love Michelle and all of that, but, it, you know, it's it's not just fantasy. You know, that's, that's going to take some work. It's going to take the proper training, uh, like the lady was saying, uh, the uh, beautiful lady before, uh, you know, getting healthy. Communication is the key, letting all the secrets out. I mean, I'm you know I'm, I'm tired of the rug, you know, just sweeping under the rug, baby. The rug is gonna be pulled up. <laughs> it's gonna come out. What's under the dark will come in the light, you know. Mm-hmm. Will come to the mm-hmm. light, and and when that happens, it, it really it really hurts. So anything that you can say up front, let's let's get the help that we need. Let's get the therapy, the counseling, the, the you know the support groups, whatever we need uh, to be as whole as we possibly can. You know, you can't give us somebody. Oh, he's gonna complete me. No, mm-hmm. you come to yeah. the rela- relationship. As a whole person, two wholes coming together um, where it can be, you know, such a strong bond and you can really build the kingdom. I don't think people understand that when you get married, you were all by yourself helping to build the kingdom. All now that you've got your partner, you got your road dog now, you know, and you both work together, always keeping Christ first and always knowing that your marriage is to be a blessing, a beacon of light, and to simply continue to glorify God together and to help you know, multiply, uh, be fruitful to multiply and help build the kingdom. And that's why divorce, it just, it really irks me. And I know it's hard. And I'm not saying I've never been married and, and, and all that. And I know you're like, well, how can she talk, you know. But I've prepared. When you prepared for nine years, mm-hmm. laying before the Lord, asking him, telling him, I don't date a whole lot. People are like, how do you do this? Exactly. How do you not date? Why would I want to go spend three hours, random hours, at a, at a nice little dark place with someone else's poti- uh, possible and future and potential husband? Yeah. Exactly. If I date 13 guys in one year, <laughs> it's not but one for me, and it may not be all 13. I am wasting my time. Yeah. I am blocking my blessing. While I'm sitting there with whomever, he's mm-hmm. supposed to be with a whole other woman, 
my man could very well be sitting at the bar or whatever looking mm-hmm. over at me but going, oops, she's already got a man. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what it's all about, making sure that you don't block your blessing. It's okay to have male friends and to communicate, absolutely, but be very careful of all of the random dating. We're taking dating so casual mm-hmm. and, and, and whatnot that, unfortunately, we take that spirit of casualness and it goes right into the marriage. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you see people, why are you getting married? Girl, look, I'm tired of being alone. Oh, uh, well, okay. There are going to be many nights that you're going to be alone in your house oh, with, hello. with your husband. And, and so um, yeah. I'm not understanding. Well, girl, you know I'm 36, I'm 37, I'm getting old. And women do that a lot. And so um, you have to be, Cece says, strategic. You have to be careful about doing that. Everybody who comes into your spirit and, and you allow mm-hmm. into your intimate circle mm-hmm. deposits something in your life. And if you're not very careful and knowing what you want from every relationship, not just companionship, but when you uh, become friends with people, you have to know what the the purpose of the relationship is. And I think yeah. you said that uh, earlier, Christine, uh, about that. Yeah. But I want to pose this question. Our time is really running short. Uh, doing Christian marriages. Is it possible, uh, what the Bible says, don't be uh, unequally yoked? And I pose this question a lot, uh, and I'm speaking Saturday. I'm going to pose this to a singles uh, group. Can two people be Christians and still be unequally yoked? Yeah, absolutely. 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 <laughs> I, think that, I think that people, they, miss it, they feel like if I find somebody that's saved, that's all I need to do. Mm-hmm. So you still cannot be going in the same direction. Going in the same direction means I, I make a picture of what my life is like uh, in the future, and you make a picture of what your life is going to look like in the future, and it looks the same. That's what you, that, was, that is what means to be walking together. So that means their beliefs are the same. They, their goals, your goals are the same for your family, for your home, how you want your family to be run. My husband and I share uh, similar goals in how we wanted to raise our children. We share similar goals on how we wanted to work. He, he wanted a woman that worked. He didn't mm-hmm. want a woman that stayed home, and I didn't want to stay home. So that, you understand what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. were on the same page, so we could build a life together because we were going in the same direction, and we're still going in the same direction. Life changes you. Things change you. People, you know, I'm not the same person I was yesterday, let alone five years ago. But we're still traveling in the same direction. So I think people get this misnomer that, you know, because we both believe in Jesus, there's a whole lot of churches that believe in Jesus. They don't act the same. Mm-hmm. And you can't just go to one church and then flip to another. You're going to go, you're in the same direction. Every, every denomination, every, every structure, every pastor has a different vision. And so... You know, you just can't assume because you all believe in Jesus Christ that you're going in the same direction. You really have to know what you want your life to look like, and know, and 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 He should know. This is what I want my life to look like. If He doesn't have a a goal for the future, He's not He's not going to even know that you're His help. <laughs> so if He doesn't know how how your future your future is going to be, then you're not ready for me. You know what I mean? Even though you want me, you don't. When you realize what your true purpose is, you might realize I'm not the person that can help you. Exactly. So it'd be better for me to wait until you figure it out instead of just feeling like you know we'll you know because you know and a lot of people they you know a lot of people they they were they didn't know what they really wanted or they thought they knew they got married ten years later they really find out realize their spouse can't help them mm-hmm. and so they you know you're like how in the world in fifteen years you've been married you just you know you you want to get divorced because they finally found themselves 
You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, you know, you yeah. have to be, you have to look at yourself and say, okay, what, truthfully, what do you see your life to be? And be honest about it. And if, and when it's the truth and when it's love and it, when it's God, it'll look exactly alike. Mm-hmm. You'll be talking the same language without even trying. Yeah, you won't do missionary dating and be pulling one person pulling another up so they can be at a certain, you know, that that's not it. Yeah. That is not no. it. So a great point was made in our chat by uh, Inspire Me Radio. She said most women want to be a bride, but uh, what about being a wife? Uh, mm-hmm. We all, uh, we've, we've been groomed right. as, as yeah. we are two, three years old. To walk down in a white dress down the aisle, Absolutely. all that stuff. But like you said, uh, we don't know what it is, uh, Miss Cece, to be a wife. Yeah, and I mean it's sad as all of the media totally pushes that. You know, here comes I'm the bride. Like, yeah. why can't they say here comes the wife? Say <laughs> yeah. what it really is. Ain't no bride in the in, in the Bible. What you know? I mean, you know what? There is certain references, but you know, he doesn't say a man who finds a bride. Yeah, <laughs> and anybody That's can right. be a, a bride, right. but it really takes some some major work to be a wife and and when it comes to unequally yoke i just say i just tell everybody get the word get Mm -hmm. the word eat the word meditate on the word both day and night get the word you're nothing without the word i'm serious Mm -hmm. that's the reason why people fall apart somebody goes to church somebody finally gets it and they Mm -hmm. finally open up that book and they start realizing who they are if you begin to read the bible the lord is going to start showing you who you really are Mm -hmm. all the lies don't be afraid of it Exactly, and and it gives you so much direction. I mean, literally, I don't even know what I would be without the Word. So if you're a man listening tonight or you have a, a man, really begin to, I like all the dating and the whining and dining and all this stuff that you want to do. Get the Word. Mm-hmm. Sit in the park sometime and just read the Word together and begin to meditate on it. Baby, what did you think? What did you get out of that? Really? Yeah. That's what you, you don't get anything out of that? After you read that story, you can't interpret? You didn't, that meant nothing to you? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I saw so much. Oh, baby, when he did this, and then, oh, God, and then Esther, and then, and then you know, because it was Hadassah. That means she was nothing. Yeah. Look how God, oh, hi, baby, I forgot about that. I didn't even know she was Jewish. I didn't know she was yeah. an orphan. I forgot that part. And you'll begin to see, like, we are just not equal. I mean, yeah. he, you know what I mean? And part of the thing is that the man has to be, you know, it must be the head. Mm-hmm. And so he must be a man of prayer, you know what I mean, and be able to really lead the family, and I think that's mm-hmm. where it comes. Is a lot of the churches we've been in, we've been in um, church so long. The women, I encourage the men get into the church, get your personal relationship with God, and get into the Word so you can get some answers directly mm-hmm. from God. And you won't have to do the test driving and 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 oh, this woman, I'm just tired of women. All these women, yeah. all they want, you know, is this. Get into the Word, and you learn how Solomon do it. You learn how David do it. Mm-hmm. You learn how Abraham did it, and Isaac did it. And find yourself in the Bible, and then you'll mm-hmm. be able to say, you know, I'd like to make some custom jewelry for my woman like Solomon and then I think I might want to you know do a little dance for my for like mm. David and then and then what I think I'm going to do that if you don't read that all that you are following the world's example by default if you don't mm. read the word you're going to date this woman and go after her just mm. the way men in the world do yeah. or you're just going to church and sitting on a pew but you're not really you don't have a relationship with Christ so, so you know as soon as you can get that word in you and I would just really say everyone please go to my website ccmichaela.com, yes. hit on Project Marriage. Right now, if you're listening to me and you don't know the four stages of love, mm-hmm. which is agape, phileo, sorge, and, um, and eros, please, mm-hmm. that will t- just knowing those four stages right there, I, I would say almost all of America is go- going straight to eros. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your, your, you your, Mar- 
Because we based everything on that. Yeah. Your marriage and is not going to make it we without a call. We have a call. This is Mr. Spike Spielberg, I believe. Hello, Mr. Spielberg. Hello. How you doing? You have a question. I saw your uh, hand right. I do. Yes, I do. I, I, I think that this young lady, is a, she's hitting on a lot of points. When you start to talk about love and, and what love is all about, um, she is definitely one. What a fabulous actress. You know, um, I, I really think that we, we – what, what, what are your thoughts when it, when it comes to um, people getting involved in the church? Do you feel like they, they need to go to counseling um, before they, they're taking that, that step? I mean, what, what, what is it that, that we can do to help prepare people for that, that next step? That's to me, Tanya. You want me to is it that? to uh, Spike? Is it to Christine, Cece, or both? Cece, Cece, Cece. Oh goodness! Hey man, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm good. I really appreciate you too for for coming in and doing the drop on the trailer as well when you were here in Charlotte. You're so welcome. Um, I would say, man, get that word honestly. Yes, get planted in the church. That's going to be a wonderful thing to get the right spiritual covering. That's going to be really awesome. The problem a lot of times with a lot of the young men, they have no accountability, no one looking after them, no one they can go to, you know, that type of thing, um, no type of example. You know, and it may take you a minute, but don't give up on the church. Continue to look, seek, find, and you will find something just for you. After that, that get that word and study the word for yourself to show yourself approved so the Lord can really jump off that page, begin to minister and talk to you and give you some direction so that you don't have to continue to go in circles and and be wavered and just dating this girl and that girl. Guess what? Nobody even dated in the Bible. You can't even find the word date in the Bible. Adam did not date Eve. He woke up. He looked at her. He found her to be his wife declared the creed and said, girl, I know I'm a professional animal namer, but you don't look nothing like no animal. I'm going to call you woman, and not only that, you mine. Exactly. I could go to sleep. I don't know if God is going to bring another woman tomorrow, but uh, today, you mine and you all I need. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I like you, Eve, and this is all I need. And that's what the men need to know is that sometimes, honey, your wife is right in front of you, but you got to declare, you got to decree, be strong about it, and begin to get into that word so you'll know how to really lead and be led by God. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. All right. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. I, I'll just continue uh, to listen to the show. And, I mean, this, this is really helpful. Thank you, Dr. White, uh, for listening. <laughs> uh, this is awesome. So, um, great guest. Um, and, and y'all just keep rocking. Thank you, thank Mr. Spice Billsberg. I'm going to put you back on mute. Uh, yes, uh, great show. And our time is up. But I want to make this point, even if you're not a Christian, um, I want to go back to what Christine said about having a man with a vision, even having a woman with a vision. Uh, if you're not rooted and grounded in the word, you still can be wise when choosing. That's right. Uh, and when, you, when you're, when you're uh, with somebody, if they don't have a plan or a vision for their life, they're definitely not going to have it for the marriage. So... Uh, just mm-hmm. be careful that way. Ladies, our time is up. Christine, you're going to have to book CC for your show so we can just talk about this a little bit Yeah, I'm more. definitely going to have to pull her in. <laughs> oh. let, her, let her run free. Yeah. Hey, she's a preacher's preacher, I can tell you that. I'm a preacher woman, so you know, I get know on my soapbox uh, and I get yeah, it going. <laughs> let's uh, give out both of you all's contact information. Uh, Christine, give out your contact information. Christine? 
loser. We were out a little bit. going in and out. Then you're going in and out. So we're going to go to CC real quick. CC, give us your contact information and what's coming up for you. Okay, it's www.cee, C-E-E, and then Michael with an A on the end, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A, C-C Michaela, dot com. And when you get there, if you're a teen and a younger young lady, you want to hit God's Girl Network. If you're older, you're ready for marriage, the men and the women, hit Project Marriage, and you'll learn a lot. It's a lot of information there to get you ready, trained up, prepare, and even possibly restore uh, your marriages. And um, and also answer all of my email personally within 24 hours. So if you need to hit me up, just you know, please do so. Hit her up. She does that, and she <laughs> is the girlfriend's girlfriend. She's real. That's why she is on Real yeah. Talk with Tanya White. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, you back? I just heard her for a minute there. Yeah, Miss Christine. Oh, uh, hello. Well, I know you can catch Christine's show on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, on Block Talk Radio. Um, and we, Christine, put your information up in the chat. She did drop out. But, Cece, thank you so much uh, for joining us tonight. I've had a blast with you. Thank and, you. I uh, look forward to possibly having you again. Anytime. You. Don't say that, Cece. Oh, girl, you know <laughs> I, when you I'll call be me, calling like, and say, look, need, girl? Co-host with a sister, because you you got you got the weight of the anointing in your voice that will set the captives free. I'm serious. I love your realness and your excitement about life. Uh, But continue blessings. I'm going to check out everything of yours. You also have a book, correct? I, I do. I have a, a several e-books, actually, at this point, um, and you'll be able to catch those on the site as well as the purity ring. I, you know, I'm big for my little abstinence purity ring, which is beautiful and, and wonderful. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, if you have any problems or just any concerns, just, you know, just hit me up. You know, abstinence can be done. Uh, love is beautiful, and it can happen. And um, if you want it, you pray on it, God's going to hear you. And as long as you delight yourself in the Lord, it's going to happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm truly believing that for all of us. <laughs> it is going to happen. Uh, so continue blessings, girl. I will follow up with you, you. later tonight and safe travels, okay? Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. God bless. All right. If you are just joining us, we have just ended our segment uh, about uh, having healthy marriages from the woman's perspective. Uh, Christine keeps dropping out. Christine, put your information in the chat, please. Uh, try to get you back on, but our next guest is on the line, uh, Benny Cross. He is the author of Being Married and Loving It, and so I'm so excited about having him on the show, but we're going to take a brief break, have a little love music. Uh, You all know I love music, and we're going to play one of my favorite songs that I grew up with and my parents love to dance to, and it's so fitting for this segment. It's called Our Love by Natalie Cole. So we'll be back in about four minutes.
right, we back. I know all of y'all are over singing and bobbing. Love that song. I had to play the extended version because that is what true love, real love is when you're trying to build a magnificent marriage. Love sets you free. Uh, and we have our next guest on the line, Mr. Benny Cross. He is the author of Being Married and Loving It. So we're going to dive right into this conversation Hello, Mr. Cross. Welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. How are you? How are you doing, Tanya? Thank you for having me on the show. I am fantastic. I'm sorry we're running a little bit late, but we had to play Miss Natalie Cole. Set the stage. Right, I love the dog, too. Listen, listen, took you on back now. I had right. to go back a little bit because that's what real love is. And before we dive into your awesome book, I want you to tell our audience who you are in your own words. Okay, well, my name is Benny Cross, and I am an African-American man who embraces the fundamentals of marriage for its help in our society, for its need in our society, I'll say. Yes, we sure do. We sure do. Now, tell us about this awesome book where you got inspiration from, writing, being married, and loving it, because so many times society has given us the opposite about marriage. So where did you come up with this concept and what why did you write the book? Right. Well I came up with the concept just looking at looking out at um just how marriage is viewed today. It seems like nobody appreciates marriage anymore for what it stands for. And growing up in a strong household I watched my father and how he interacted with his uh, with, with my mother and you no know, my brothers and sisters and how he went about living his life to raise a strong family. And all the conversations he had with me growing up, I never really appreciated them then until I became a man myself and actually could understand what it took to have a strong family and what it meant to meant to our community and society on just looking at the other broken and failed relationships of my neighbors and everything. So I said, you know, um, it, it just seemed like it was something missing that we all need to be embracing now. So I decided to write the book on being married and loving it to tell people that there is still hope, you know, in your relationships. Your relationship doesn't have to be a hindrance in life. You should embrace it and actually have it enlighten your life. That's that's what marriage was originally designed for, uh, to encourage, to challenge one another to be their absolute best and have that strong family foundation Right. Um, you know the divorce rate, Benny, is out of this world right now. Right. Why do you think that it's? I think it's. I think the latest poll that I did was almost seventy percent. If I'm wow. not mistaken. Uh, it didn't. Yeah. So, what are some barriers? Why are so many couples uh, putting not putting that time to stay the course in marriage? I believe people today just get married for the wrong reasons. They they don't get married in order to grow a relationship. I believe they get married trying to get something out that they're not even putting in. Marriage is like guess an investment. You can't take out of it what you don't or you are not willing to put in. You know, uh, people get married because they say, "Oh, this girl is so pretty," or "This guy got so much money." But they don't get together in order, you know, to give support to their partners and help them grow and become a family unit in order to raise strong and healthy children. Yeah. I believe the 
first thing. When in the first sign of problems that they get to, they're ready to jump ship. They're not willing to work through their problems. Yeah, you you made a point that uh, said you grew up in a family watching your father. I, I grew up, my mother and father were married uh, until my dad died in '96, and so the basis for everything that they did was to build a, a strong right. family to uh, train up us in the way that we can be productive adults and have those firm family values. And I think that's one thing that is also missing um, in in society is the, the family structure, what it means to be a family, to stay committed, to even get together. Why are we getting together? Um, and a lot of people, like you said, they get married for the wrong reasons, and then when true trouble comes, right. it's all, it's all uh, they wrote. So what are some strategies? Uh, before we get into that, now how did you meet your wife? I read on your, your website. I wanted you to share with the, our audience how you met your wife and how you all uh, became engaged, started dating, and become uh, and eventually married. It's a wonderful story. I want you. To <laughs> okay, I'll give you the short version of it. Yeah. Actually, I met my wife when I was supposed to be fighting myself. Actually, I asked God <laughs> to let me just get my life together and um, you know become a better man, so I could one day you know find the love of my life and settle down and raise a family. I was actually coming out of a another. I guess uh, it wasn't bad relationship, but it was a struggling relationship. Uh, I think it's your caller before, um, Cece, and she had said that um, you can't go into a relationship trying to find somebody or find something for yourself. Mm-hmm. In the relationship I was in before I met my wife, I was in a relationship, but I think that was the loneliest time I ever <laughs> spent was in that relationship. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been there too, Benny. <laughs> <laughs> and once... Um, I decided just to fight, make myself a better person and, and um, you know, a better person to be able to be a married person is when God sent me the person ready for me to marry. And my wife, I met her through my cousin. I was actually DJing at that time a party for her. And she said, you know what? You seem, she, she, I guess she could just look at, my, look at me and see how lonely I was. She said, um, I know this nice, sweet girl who that you, you should meet and, um, at that time, I was, wasn't really in a blind dating or whatever, mm-hmm. but I took took the number anyway. And um, after a couple of days passed, I called her, and I I liked the uh, the way she sounded on the phone. She sounded all together and and intelligent, and um, so I decided to go with it. Mm-hmm. And met her, and everything else is um, it's history. Yeah, you can go to the uh, website and actually find the story yes. <laughs> about how we met it. Give out your contact information so people can go read the story in detail. You're being modest right now, Ben, <laughs> but it is a beautiful story. So give out your contact information. Okay, the website is www.bennycross.com. And, um, yeah, the, the story is, is in full. It's actually my wife explains the story. She wrote the blog on it, so it would be, I guess, truthful in her eyes. <laughs> Well, we're going to have I'm, to get your wife on for Women's Month. So she can give us <laughs> be happy to the do woman's it. version to the beautiful love story that uh, that I read on your site. Um, uh, so give, let's get, give, identify five strategies that married couples must implement to so they can build and maintain magnificent marriages. And uh, as your book says, being married and loving it. Because that's what I wouldn't. I don't understand why people stay with somebody for so many years and it's like 
a chore. <laughs> you have to love being with that person through the good right. and the bad. So why, give us some uh, strategies. Uh, well, I said going growing up, I had I took I had took five principles that I could just watch my father um, have, and pretty much he probably told me too. I'm quite sure. But the principles are, one, you must have a strong foundation that your marriage is built on. Mm-hmm. You know, you 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 got to have some kind of rule set in your relationship that everybody in that family must, you know, maintain and adhere to. One, Everybody had to be on the same page, in other words. Mm-hmm. You can't have one person doing one thing and then somebody else doing something. Everybody must be together for the, for a common goal. Yeah. The second one, you must have presence. The parents must have parent presence. The the wife must be there. The husband must be in that relationship. You just can't say, "Well, I'm married," in in name recognition only. You must be willing to be there, mm-hmm. be there both in raising the kids and working to maintain that family life. So you must have a strong presence. Yeah. Third, you have to be committed to doing whatever it takes to make that marriage a stronger and endure. That commitment is very important because um, if only one person is committed, it's going to put strain on the marriage. And mm-hmm. one person will be suffering while the other person, I guess, is having all the enjoyment. Mm-hmm. So you have to be committed and putting time into the relationship, love in the relationship, and guidance for the children yeah. if you plan to have some. Yeah. Fourth one is trust. Trust is pretty much the most important thing you can have in marriage. Whenever two people come together, to just live their life together, they must be willing and able to trust one another. Because without trust, if you sitting around worrying about what the other person is doing all day long, you can never accomplish growth in your relationship. Yeah. And the last one, I, I call it future. You must have common goals in mind before you even get married on where you want to be, you know, 10 years down the line, five years down the line. And you and your spouse should be you know, on the same page before you get married. And, you know, along that time, every so often check to see if y'all are still on the same page going toward that final goal. Do you want to retire, mm-hmm. you know, and live your life in Florida, Hawaii, wherever? Whatever you want to do, you should have a common goal of where you want to be in 25 years from now, 50 years from now. Yeah. And if you could just maintain those five basic, I think basic uh, final, uh, principles, I think your marriage will turn out to be a strong and healthy and growing relationship. Yeah. Now, Ben, let me ask you a question. Is it difficult for men to commit to uh, uh, a monogamous relationship that will lead to marriage? In your opinion, most men, is it difficult for them to actually do that with society uh, putting negativities out there about being married and everything? Is it difficult for the average man, most men, to commit to marriage? Mm, for what I've seen, for the married men, it's not. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the men who are not ready to be married, it is. Yeah. You know, uh, once you uh, a man embraces the fact that he want to get married and, you know, take on the responsibility of raising a family, I believe he will put all his effort into raising that family. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if you get married for the wrong reason, like say you got a girl pregnant mm-hmm. and you just get married just because you think it's your responsibility, you're not mm-hmm. really into that marriage. 
when right. you get married just because you think somebody cute and they want and they want to get married and you say, well, in order to keep her, I, I marry her. You get married for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But I think once a man make up his mind to be married mm-hmm. and commit to it, I don't think it's hard at all. And so, like I said, you just had that foundation. Like I said, we got a Christian yeah. foundation in our family, and so it's you got to have, like I said, you got to have a strong sense of yourself on what you want out of life. And yeah. once you so get that, yeah, that's the key. Uh, you, um, I, think, I forgot who Christina said you have to be marriage minded, and uh, from a woman's perspective, uh, because women have been ingrained to be wives from the time we were two or three years old. To, uh, that was our supposed to be our intended goal, and so we are more marriage minded, uh, I believe, than men. Like, but until you say, until men, a man is ready, uh, then he knows what he wants. Is there anything? Because I know couples, the man is not ready. He's told the woman, "I'm not mar- ready for marriage," but right. the woman doesn't hear that because he still he wants to be in in, in a relationship. But he's just not ready to take it to the marriage level. He believes right. that they still need time to get to know one another. So, is there anything that that woman can do, or to make, like, quote unquote, make him marriage minded? In your opinion, from a male perspective, no, it's it's nothing the woman can do to make that man ready to be married. Mm-hmm. He has to go through that. Um, what's that? That maturity, maturing on his own, he has to be able to, you know, find out who he is right. before he can be able to commit wholly to somebody else. Yeah. If you marry, try to get somebody to marry you before they, you know, actually know who they who they are themselves, it would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. And a, a woman should never think that she has to do things, you know, out of, out, taking her out of herself to get that person to marry him. Right. Because, you know, I, I say sleeping with the guy that's not going to get somebody to love you or marry you any quicker. quicker. Wow. And, I hope um, you heard that, ladies, from the male perspective. It's not You can't do anything. When a man is ready, he's going to be ready, basically. Is right. What saying, right? Right. Because we all know, where they, well, the saying goes that women mature faster than men. Right. So it, it takes that man that extra time to grow, you know, in order to be able to, you know, hold down a job in some cases, mm-hmm. you know, get properly educated, and just to get that responsibility level, to get the playfulness out of them, I, I would say. Right. And, um, and be committed to his own future. As, we, as, as you can see, I work in a, um, I'm a Wayne County Sheriff deputy, and I work in a uh, correctional facility, and you can see that the young men are confused at mm-hmm. a young age, and the jails are filled with, you know, young men who are confused because they don't know what they should be doing in life. They have right. no guidance of where they should be going. And to try to date or marry one of these guys that don't even know themselves is just asking to bring disaster into your life. Asking. I hope you heard that, ladies. It's asking for disaster. I tell I tell women all the time, and I'm a teacher, and so I see uh, this on a daily basis where right. little girls try to get the young guy's attention, and he's told them over and over again, I'm not interested in you. Leave me alone. <laughs> but like you said, uh, girls tend to mature faster, so they tend to go after for what they want more. So so in your opinion, so if a, a, a lady is in that situation, she should listen to 
uh, her companion when he said he he's not ready and just allow him that time, correct? Right, because you could just look at just as if we just look at society in general, a young man wants to what play? He can play sports. Yes. Got that playfulness in him. He wanted he want to do a lot of stuff on his own. He want to be an adventurer. Mm-hmm. But yet, when the, when the man get a little bit older, is when he starts settling down. Yeah. He want to start making stuff grow, like getting more money. You know, seeing his family extend, raising kids. It doesn't mean that much to him as a young man as it do as an older man. Yeah. So you know, you it's nice so that, to that's have. That's why like, most the, men get married at at a later age in life, basically. Right. Okay. Right, and have more. I think have more successful marriages. Yeah, uh, that is my opinion too. Well, Benny Cross, our time has come to an end. You have oh. been phenomenal. Oh, thank you, Tanya, and I appreciate you having me on. And I, I'm going to I'm going to have you back, and I'm going to ask your wife to come on for Women's Month so she can tell oh, us a love full story. love story between <laughs> you two. Now, uh, give us your contact information uh, and why people should buy your book because I love the title, by the way. Okay, the book "Being Married and Loving It" is an investment into your into your um into your own future because if you invest in marriage, it will make you know just a um a grand wealth of family values for your children and and, and just happy days because <laughs> um we definitely need it these days. The website is www.bennycross.com, and there you can sign up for the website and get uh, a bunch of free information like special honeymoon life plan worksheets. Um, You can get free articles on dating today in today's society, which we all need. Yeah. And you can um, also find out information on if you want to become a self-publisher yourself and um, publish your own book. Yeah. But um, and you also have a MySpace page, which is oh, yes, I do. Beautiful, um, I love your MySpace page. Uh, thank you. And you also you can go there and actually, if you have questions for me, I always feel free to um ask them because I will answer them. Um, for the last year after I wrote my book, I've been getting plenty of questions, and I answer them and give my views on on ways people should you know go about living. So don't be shy if you have any questions, I will answer them. He will but, do that. Um, Visit his uh, website. I'm putting it up in the chat now. And, uh, Benny, thank you so much for being on Real Talk with Tanya White. And, and thank you. Follow Everybody's up with you. Thank you. And, and you go buy his book. Your book is also available on Amazon.com, correct? Yes. You can you can go to any um, bookstore and order the book, actually. Okay. Wherever books are sold. But the best place is to order right from the website. Order right from the website, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm an author. I know exactly what you mean. Get it, get it, get it. You may get some free gifts. I tell people all the time, when you order directly from me, you may get more than what you pay for. And so, right. uh, well, you have a fantastic weekend. Thank you once again, and we're going to follow up with you later on. All right. Thank you, Tanya, and you have a wonderful weekend also. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If you just joined us, we're at the bottom half of our show, and we have Blog Talk's Power Cupper on the line, Miss. There's Shelby and Miss British Hill. We're going to get with them in about three minutes, but we're going to take a brief music break. You know, I love music, and we're talking about love, having healthy, magnificent marriages, and here is another song that I love from one of my favorite artists, Selena Johnson, I Believe in Love. So listen to this song, and then when we come back, we're going to 
here, Shelby and British Hill. It ain't easy for me to open my heart, trust a tall stranger. But I still believe that love would never put my heart in any danger. I just need to find the one who just wants to show me how beautiful love can be. And even though I am scared, I know that he's out there just waiting to send me
that encourages you. And as both the songs I play tonight, love is supposed to set you free. We have been talking to some phenomenal guests. Cheryl Thomas began our show and taught us to how to become engaged before we become engaged. She said the main thing is that you need to discover who you are and have that mirror image of how God sees you. Then we have phenomenal guests, Cece Michaela and just uh, Christine Pimbleton, who talked about uh, marriage and uh, being ready to become a wife. And then Vinnie Cross just ended about being married and loving it. And now we've come to our much-loved moment. I'm excited. I love this couple. I've never met them, but I love their spirit. And uh, we're going to click Shelby and British Hill on. Hello, Mr. Shelby and Ms. British Hill. How are you? Hey, hey. Tanya. hi, Tanya. We're great. How are you? We're doing I awesome. am fantastic. Wonder. We made it through the show without any technical difficulties. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I'm just ecstatic right now. I <laughs> know. Uh, Got to love the technology, right? It's 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 a blessing and a curse sometimes. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially when you don't know how to deal with it like me. I don't know what I'm doing, but it is so great to have you. On the show for our much love moment, we have been having a great time today talking about love and building magnificent marriages, and I know you have something phenomenal to leave us with today. Absolutely, Tanya. Absolutely. Great show, great topic, keys to becoming engaged and, like you said, maintaining a magnificent marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two. We have two tips for you, and, and the first one is going to be shared with you by British, which is a uh, Keys to becoming engaged, and uh, I will share with you a, a very special tip as well about maintaining a magnificent marriage. And so, British, would you like to go ahead and share with the audience? I, I sure will, my sweetheart. Thank you, and thank you for the opportunity, Tanya. It's always fun doing these much love moments on your great show. You have one of the best shows I'm ever. Telling. Oh my goodness! Absolutely. I'm blessed to here, y'all. I'm blessed. It's so true. So I thank you. Check is in the mail, okay? Absolutely. When you go big time, and you, before you go big time, you need testimonials. You know, let us know. Oh, Absolutely. You're so gracious. Thank well, what I and I know this is our much love moment. So I mean, obviously, this can be a show on its own, and I. I could go on and on for a while about this, but I will break it down to really just one key point that I would like to share with the women out there, and, and, and even the men as well, um, because this was something very close to my heart that I had to come to realization on uh, before I was able to move on and become truly ready to meet my husband, you know, get engaged, and now be in a magnificent marriage, which he's going to talk about in a moment. And that key is... Um, really, first of all, discovering who you are and what traits and characteristics are important to you in a mate. Because I think that oftentimes, you know, as women, if you just, you know, ask a woman, and well, tell me, you know, what are some qualities that are important to you in a man? Or, you know, what are some, what are some, you know, what are your top five characteristics or traits that you must have in a man? I think that, you know, on the surface, it's really easy for most of us to sort of just kind of rattle it off the top of my head. Oh, well, he needs to be this and be that. And, I mean, we do that. It's, but then when it's time to really be true to those characteristics and traits and, 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 and choose a man accordingly to what we've even written down on paper or that whatever we can rattle off to our girlfriends when that topic comes up, I think a lot of times we're not being true to that. Mm. So in other words, if you know after you learn yourself, because the key, you really have to know who you are first. So if you come to realize that it is really important, 
for uh, the man that you are with to be okay with public displays of affection. Mm-hmm. You really, you know, want your boyfriend, your man, your the man you are dating and, and, and uh, you know, obviously moving toward marriage with if that's where it's going. It's important for him to hold your hand when you're walking down the street or it's important for you to feel nurtured and cherished by him. It's important for him to open the door. I mean, even those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. It's important for him to be honest and speak freely and share his feelings. If those are things that you know you want in a relationship, mm-hmm. then we have to get involved with men that could, that possess that capability. Yes. Okay. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> because, and I'm speaking from true experience, trust me, so I'm definitely not preaching to people and saying, this is what you need to do, this is what you know. This is like I'm saying this because this is what I've had to do, and now I turn around and share that with women. So in a nutshell... Be true to what it is. Discover who you are first and what's important to you in love. Then once you discover what's important to you to love, be true to that and choose your men accordingly. Don't expect a man who does not like to display public you know, displays of affection. He's not in the holding hands. He's not the most gentlemanly type of guy. Don't expect him to be that if that's not who he is. Don't get involved with him because if you get involved with him, you're going to be all turned upside down, upset. It's going to be a clash between you, and then you're going to be mad at him because he's not being the man you want him to be. Be with a man and get involved with men that possess the capability to give you the kind of love that you want because when you do that, you are putting yourself in alignment to get to the engagement then to get to the magnificent marriage and you both will be in tune with each other. So that's my one key for today's much love moment. Amen. Super. I mean, I, I tell I. I'm telling you, everybody's confirming everything I've been teaching for years, but it is so important. Like you said, be true to yourself. Mm-hmm. And you've got to be true to yourself. Uh, and then you're going to attract truth in your life. That's right. Wonderful British, as always. Thank, Thank you, uh-huh. Absolutely. Great job, sweetheart. And, you know, and the same goes for men as well. That same key component applies to men as well because men do the same thing. You know, we have to be true to ourselves and, 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 and date a woman that can give us exactly what we're looking for. Um, the second part of that, and that is maintaining a magnificent marriage. And, you know, the one key point that I have is that, you know, th- there are absolutely many important factors to maintaining a magnificent marriage, but one stands out to British and, and myself, and that is, you know, respecting each other and nurturing one another. And, Respecting each other, when you want to talk about respect, it's about respecting each other's thoughts, your ideas, your mm-hmm. feelings, just respect in every capacity of the word. Respect each other's decisions. And, and, and of course, there are going to be times that there are differences. You know, there are differences in agreement. And it's important to handle those differences, handle them with respect, and therefore you prevent resentment or hurt from even being developed because you know that the foundation of respect between you and your partner is established. And the second part of that is nurturing nurturing one another, and that is um, so key because that's a major part of what your partner is there for. Your partner is there to encourage you. Your partner is there to cultivate your emotions your needs, and your desires. I mean, your partner, in essence, is really a, a secu- an all-purpose security blanket, especially when you are united in, in, in holy matrimony. So 
respecting one another and nurturing, nurturing one another is is very key to maintaining a magnificent marriage. So with being true to yourself and leading up to engagement and maintaining a, a wonderful marriage with respect and nurturing, um, a couple is, is absolutely destined for a, a lifetime partnership. And, uh, Tanya, that's our relationship moment. Phenomenal. As yeah. always, you have to stay true to yourself, and that respect is so key. I, uh, I'm tired of seeing couples who disrespect each other in public, or mm-hmm. they, they're together, and neither one of them looks happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. why are y'all together? Or you see them and, at church, and one sitting on one side, and others sitting on another, and they go out separate doors, they drive separate <laughs> cars, they eat at separate locations, and like, oh, they don't talk when they're sitting down with each other. Yes, yes. that's right. Yeah. And so you have to get that love that you deserve because we all deserve healthy love. And we have to, once we find out who we are, we be true, uh, we're true to ourselves. And then we know what we want and what we don't want. And we're not going to compromise when something that we know that we should have uh, is not in our life. That's right. Absolutely. Y'all have been phenomenal once again. Thank you for Thank having you us. So much. The chat is loving you all, as always. You <laughs> have given us so much. And you all have a fantastic weekend. Thank we will. Again. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see you next time. See you guys yes. next week. Yes. Bye bye. Bye bye, dear. Thank you, Tanya. All right, everybody. We have had a phenomenal show. And I must say, thank the Lord. No technical difficulties at this time, Um, but this show has been phenomenal, incredible, fantastic. It's all about finding healthy love, healthy dating, becoming engaged with your soul, then you can become engaged with the right person that will lead you to having that magnificent marriage that God created you to have. Um, And so it's just been phenomenal. Thank everyone who has been in the chat uh, TC's dropped by, Curvy Queen, uh, T Mills, all the guests, Christine Pimbleton. Uh Christine, put your uh, show information. If anybody has a show, please put all the information in the chat. We want to support one another. Um, Inspire Me Radio, everyone who came and had to leave, thank you so much for all your, your feedback, your encouragement. Every time you give me encouragement, it, it just encourages me encourages me to do more because a lot of people don't believe this, but every show I'm just totally nervous and totally, like, anxious until I calm down, I pray, and then it happens. But there is always some nervousness about uh, things. But your encouragement, your feedback encourages me to keep doing what I'm doing. So I love all of you all who uh, continue to send uh, messages Um, via email and via uh, the show. Join us next week as we wrap up. Uh, We've got love on our minds all this month, and we're going to talk about a very serious subject. We talk about marriages tonight. Next week we're going to talk about finding life again after a painful divorce. As I said, the divorce rate is astronomical. I think the last time I checked it was about 70%. And so uh, even though sometimes we make mistakes, When we come have that awakening, we have to bounce back. And so we're going to have Sheryl and Vaughn on here. Lothario Boyd will be back on here. Uh, Pastor 
Thomas White and his wife, uh, Lady Z, from TZ Ministries, who also have a show on Block Talk. They're going to come and talk about finding a love again after divorce, how to uh, bounce back after a painful divorce. We also have Angela Smith, who is going to talk about her uh, painful divorce um, from her husband, and she'll talk about why they got a divorce. We do have a, a question, a comment. I'm sorry. Hello, welcome to Real Talk with Tanya White. Hey, this is TC. How you doing? Hey, TC. I'm sorry that uh, I I didn't know the one one one. Thanks for I calling. Know. <laughs> you, you have something to share? I just want to say you're doing a phenomenal job on your show and keep the vision speaking. Thank you so much. I need that. Thank yes, you so much, Mr. TC. It's my pleasure. All right. Tell my namesake I said hello. I sure will. All right. I'm going to mute you out, okay? No problem. Okay. That was Mr. TC of JFJ Live, who makes me sound like a shining star every time the show begins. He did a phenomenal job on the commercial. But join us next week. We're going to be talking about divorce in March. It's Women's Month. we got a mad, crazy lineup. Y'all, let me tell you, we're celebrating womanhood, sisterhood, and we got Tamala Mann coming on the show uh, from Meet the Browns, Tyler Perry's Plays. We have Martha Menizzi. Y'all, let me tell you, when God puts a vision in my head and I, I, I'm obedient, he just brings it on. We got some top-notch people on uh, March. As always, I strive to try to make every show uh, unique designed with you in mind so you can change your no I can't attitudes into yes I can action. Uh, don't forget to get relationship reruns. Everybody is loving that book so get yours at TanyaWhite.com or Amazon.com to find out what all the buzz is about and you can also get my first book How to Deal with a Difficult Woman and ladies you've been asking since I wrote my first book How to Deal with a Difficult Woman How to Deal with a Difficult Man is coming to shelves summer 09. Look out for more information about that. But until next time, remember to live the rated our lives. Keep it refreshing, keep it relevant, but most of all, keep it real. We're going to close out with a love song, and this is from Kelly Price. Love really does set you free. I love you all. Have a wonderful weekend. Yeah. yeah. When peeps give you love, there's nothing in this world that can set you free. Yeah.